Welcome back, friends, to the podcast. My name is Lauren Marks. Hey, you got that right. And my name is Michelle Moss, and we are so happy to have you here with us this morning, whatever day of the week you listen. Um, how are you, Lauren? I'm good. Happy to be here. Well, and we just joked about you trying to get your last name right now that you're married and um, how hard that was. You know, I don't know if our listeners know, but if you want to change your name on social media, it's a pain in the butt. Yes. Facebook made it like near impossible. I had to find it all these different ways and it should be way easier, but that's okay. It's officially changed on all the things. Well, that's good because people notice, right? All right. So today um, I wanted to bring a topic to the table and Lauren and I discussed this um, before we hopped on, but I have many, many clients that look at me and say, I'm so lonely. Um, And I think it's exacerbated by the fact that, you know, we're still recovering from the pandemic and everybody was so isolated and alienated um, that people are looking for ways to connect to other humans. And so I thought today we would talk about, um, we talk about self-care a lot, but today is our topic is social self-care. So the actual definition of social self-care is the act of taking care of one's own well-being through maintaining positive social relationships and by establishing meaningful connections and developing one's social identity. So, you know, our social identity during the pandemic was sitting behind a screen, if we were lucky. I mean, some of us were completely isolated, right? And we learned to use other things like FaceTime and and Zoom and, and Teams and all these different things. But a lot of people are struggling to reconnect human to human in a tangible way. So what what is that? What, what does that bring to your mind? For me, that would be kind of what are my interests and where can I find like-minded people to, to do those things with? Um, even if it's maybe having to go to one of those events first alone and, you know, hoping to make friends there because I can be a little socially shy, like in a bigger setting. Um, so making sure I'm finding those like-minded people to have conversations with, uh, is super helpful for me. Like we went to a a party this weekend for someone that Chris works with. So I knew like two people out of over 50 people, maybe, you know, very minimal. So that sometimes can be hard for me. Cause it's like, I don't always do good at those service level conversations. Um, so I can often feel uncomfortable, but something that kind of helped was just being interested in others is something that's helped me keep a conversation going instead of that awkward silence. And you're like, Hmm, what's, what do I say next? Mm-hmm. Oh, you've learned that art of asking questions yeah. about them so that that keeps yeah. the conversation going. And then hopefully if they're, uh, you know, practiced in the art of conversation that they would return that with you, but some people may not do that, but that's still keeping the conversation going. Um, and I think that's a different, that going into a party like that, when you're, you only know two people is, is an intimidating, yeah. that may not be the way necessarily for social <laughs> connection, but that's definitely, um, but jumping in by fire, you know, you gotta, you're gonna, yeah, that's what I mean though. It's like nice when you can find things, your interests, you know, yeah. you're going there and can find people that you can talk to about that thing. Right. Well, and again, going back to human beings innately, even if you're an introvert, we crave, innately crave connection to other humans and maintaining those healthy connections with family, friends, whatever can give us emotional benefits and psychological benefits. It battles loneliness. It battles, it helps us deal with stress because we're venting, we're, we're processing, we're brainstorming. And sometimes too, just 
having fun with someone, just being able to chat with someone, you, you know, is, is just fun. So, you know, we, you've mentioned a couple times interest. I think, you know, we live in this world and our pastor just did a sermon on this about Google. You can Google anything, but we live in a world where we don't just have to look at, sit in our house and say, well, I just don't know how to connect because our phones, normally most of us have a phone that has Google or, you know, some kind of search engine and typing in what to do in Northeast Ohio, or if you have a specific interest, where to find a pottery class, or uh, how do I find a book club? Or, you know, there's a million things that we can, and social media has options. Facebook has groups. And and, and again, you know, especially for those of us who maybe um, sometimes my clients are going through a growth time where their old friends are negative or, or belittling, or they're not uplifting and then they've left that group and then they're saying gosh what do i do now it's finding finding a place to plug into yeah that's even that self exploration of like ooh what am i interested in what have i wanted to try and then it kind of makes it fun on both ends cuz you're exploring your interests and things you want to do and then meeting new friends in the meantime yeah. And, you know, even if you have a business and that's your, your thing is connecting and networking, there's business groups, there's interest groups, there's kayaking, there's wine groups, there's book clubs, there's young professional, there's retired groups. Um, there's moms with kids groups. You know, I think it's just a matter of where, and, and when you look at what to do in Northeast Ohio or groups to plug in for a 25 year old or whatever, it'll bring up a whole gob of things. And then you can say, oh, maybe this is interesting. Maybe it's something you never even thought of, but there's a group out there for it. Um, My friend Leanne moved here from Minnesota and um, her and her husband joined a hiking group. And I mean, these, this group, I mean, she loves to hike, but this group was even hardcore. They'd go 10, 12 miles. um, And they, they made a lot of friends. Um, it doesn't mean they always go there. They haven't necessarily continued with some of those hikes if they're too long, but they've definitely made friends that they've connected with just because they liked hiking. You know, moving to a new area is hard. You're starting completely fresh. I mean, and again, speaking on that, I met Leanne at Orange Theory the first day she started. The first day she moved to Ohio, I met Leanne at Orange Theory and we just started talking. So again, that's another interest, whether it's working out or walking or it could be chess club. It doesn't have to be physically active, although a walking club or some something physical gives you those extra benefits of the endorphins being released when we move our bodies. Um, but I saw you writing something down. Did I, what are you, what are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking to the old version of me and still some of the insecurities that I am working through so if you're that person that feels a little lonely, but you're like, gosh, I'm, I'm shy or I'm insecure, it's going to feel uncomfortable, but that is part of the growth. Absolutely. You have to put yourself out there. You have to be willing to feel uncomfortable, the confidence, the, the self-belief, all of that will come the more you keep doing it. And I promise it's going to, at first, take a few deep breaths in your car let yourself feel the discomfort in your body and go in there and know that there's probably someone else feeling just as uncomfortable as you, but you've got to build that muscle. Yeah. And you know, I think a hundred percent of people that are doing something new, it might not be anxiety, but you know, excitement and anxiety, two sides of the same coin. 
everybody's going to feel that thing before they go in and do something brand spanking new. And again, you could try five different things. doesn't mean everything's going to be something that you love, but you still might meet somebody that you love, um, that you enjoy spending time with at that thing, even if it's not something you want to continue doing. You know, that's the beauty of it. We're not we're not signing in for the rest of our lives to do something, but it's it's just a way to get out and meet people um, and connect. You know, we have our group connect for a while, but people really want to connect. Um, you know, we moved into a new place and we were at the pool and I started talking to this woman about walking and we walk every day. You know, it's just, it was a common interest in brand spanking new relationship. Um, but Michelle and I, have a great time walking. We, uh, we both love the pool. We, you know, it's just interesting. And now our husband or, you know, our, our significant others go out and we're going out as foursome. So those things are just, it happens organically when we're plugging in or opening ourselves up. That's like you said, um, pushing through the discomfort and yeah, being a little vulnerable and opening up, you know, yeah, it's going to be there. But if you hold yourself back, you know, that's holding yourself back from meeting someone that's maybe meant to be in your life and exploring new parts of you and also overcoming some of those fears. It's so empowering to keep doing that. So if this is one for you, I just encourage you. So like I said, just be okay feeling the discomfort and, and going for it because you're going to be proud of yourself the more you do it because it's still a muscle that I'm building myself. I still feel uncomfortable knowing that we're going to the summit of greatness soon. And there's so many people like that still gets me a little anxious, but it's like, no, can I meet one new person this year? And it does. And that's setting those little goals that, you know, you can do. I'm not going to go there and be like, oh, I'm going to make 10 new friends. Can I just make one? Can I meet one new person? And I think that's important too, because, you know, in this journey of social self-care, we are, we might engage in some rejection. I mean, not everyone we meet is going to love us. I mean, that's the point we have to meet and see what we have in common. And if we can, if we connect and if we click, because we're not going to click with the hundred percent of people. So we have to be prepared for a little bit of, you know, maybe it might not be a connection. Um, and then something you had mentioned before we jumped on is another important part. Um, yes, we are built to connect and we built for relationship, but, but it's okay to be alone too, you know, to be in that part where we're going to just, we have our connection time, but then especially if we're introvert and it takes a lot out of us to do this social connecting that we take a breather then and step, step back and say, okay, I just need my time with my dog and my, my good book, yeah. and my alone. That's how I recharge. Yeah. That's how I recharge after all the peoples. It's like, okay, now I got to go reconnect with myself, but it's it being able to do that. Then you also become your own best friend. Yeah, I, I do. I do appreciate that. Um, and we just went back to our old church, a church I went to school. I mean, went to church when I started in seventh grade. I started at that church. And, you know, it's interesting too, because this isn't a thing that you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. They passed out areas of interest that you would be willing to serve. And you know what? I, I checked a couple, one of them is hospitality. I love to talk. See, I'm the opposite. I love to talk to people. I love to greet new people. I love to hear their stories. And so I, I did that one. And there was a couple other things I checked, but that, you know, I could have just thrown that slip away or ignored it, but this is that pushing yourself. Okay. We're, I'm in a new, new space. There's different people here. It's not the familiar faces. Um, but I'm going to make a point to find a way to connect. And that's a way to connect is by volunteering. That's another big place to meet people is by volunteering, if, whether it's at the Humane Society with animals or reading to kids in elementary school or 
volunteering at some soup kitchen, you know, again, you're meeting people, like-minded people doing good things. Um, and that can bring good to you as well. So I just wanted to make sure to include that. Volunteering is another great, great space to connect with other people. Anything else you want to add on connecting to others and, and taking care and cultivating our social self-care? I think it's just the, like I said, pushing yourself to do it because it's something I'm still working on. It doesn't just click overnight. If you are that more shy, introverted person, like this has been years of me learning to network and try to meet new people and cultivate new relationships. Um, so it takes time. It does. And it also, if you've been burned by friends before, or you were yeah. in unhealthy friendships, it's really hard to get to that point where you're going to open yourself up again. But that's where you've done the work and you know the red flags or the yellow flags, as we've talked about before, even in friendships, that I'm going to avoid the people that are that are, are hurtful or toxic. And I'm going to look for those indications. And I'm going to focus on my healthier self and being around healthier, like-minded people. Um, that's a big, a big piece of that too. Um, yeah, because healed people attract healed people. So the more you keep healing yourself, you will find those those friends. Yes, 100%. So I hope that our listeners are taking away um, to go and connect to something. Or if you've connected and found found somebody um, that you really have a, evolved into a great friendship, like, like, like Leanne and myself meeting at Orange Theory, let us know. Um, message us and let us know how you've met some of your best friends, um, which is always interesting. Where, you know, a lot of times it's proximity, who you work with, who you live by, if you have kids and stuff. But you know, sometimes it's serendipitous. I love that word where you just meet somebody. And it's like, oh my gosh, you're my person. <laughs> so if anybody can come up with something they wanted to share how they've met a good friend, we'd love to hear that too. Okay. Well, for our listeners say hell yes to your social self-care. <laughs> <laughs>